Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility by a natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naterna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining. Today, we have with us a very special guest. Kristen Hodgson is the founder of the number one global media platform called Rescripted for fertility, infertility, and pregnancy loss, providing technology tools and resources for wherever you are in your family building journey. This is an amazing online tool, so organized, very cutely branded. I think we would all benefit from it. And so we're going to dive into, you know, what it can do for you. But first, let's learn a little bit about Kristen and how she got here with this amazing tool. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So Kristen, like you started this amazing platform for, you know, women and couples going through the fertility journey. What is your story? How did you get here? Do you have like 24 hours? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I will give you like the short version as much as possible. Um, But I I have PCOS, um, found out that I had PCOS after going off the birth control pill after 11 years. So had always had irregular periods, went on the birth control pill as a teenager, came off after I got married and never got my cycle back. So I was actually sent straight to the fertility clinic. Like there was no wait and see, try for a year. Like my, my OBGYN was like, if you're not ovulating, you can't get pregnant. So I was kind of in the waiting room of a fertility clinic before my brain could catch up to the fact that like I needed fertility treatments. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, I was 27 at the time. And there was like no one in, in the waiting room making eye contact with me, let alone like, you know, supporting one another. And I I just felt like there was such a lack of, you know, resources and content and, um, community. And so, uh, I had sort of been thinking about it for a while, but when I, um, finally got pregnant via IVF, I decided to start a blog and and platform where I just started sharing my, my journey and then eventually other people's journeys. And it was called the fertility tribe at the time. Um, And it kind of, it was kind of like before fertility like took off on Instagram. So, you know, it was striking a nerve with people, which was, which was kind of proving to me that it was a needed resource. And what blossomed was like this amazing digital publishing platform and community that, you know, really served to help so many women and couples going through fertility issues. But um, along the way, I did go through several failed IUIs and then failed IVF transfer. And then I 
ultimately my second transfer, um, gave me my now four-year-old twins. Um, they turned four yesterday. Um, and then I'm now I've been going through my, the second phase of my journey, um, for about a year, I've been trying for baby number three and it hasn't happened. You know, I kind of took for granted the fact that I had frozen embryos in storage. I was like, okay, this worked once. I have a bunch of embryos left over. It'll work again. And now I've had two failed embryo transfers and two miscarriages in the past like 13 months. So on a little bit of a break, um, but you know, it just fuels my fire even more to be able to help people with, with what is now rescripted. Um, because I think, I still think there's a lot of, you know, like noise and misinformation and, you know, people are sort of blindsided by their infertility diagnosis because we're not taught about it in sex ed. We're taught that if you have sex, you'll get pregnant. (laughs) So sorry, a little bit long-winded on that, but, um, but that's like the shortest version of my journey that I could probably get. No, I mean, thanks so much. <laughs> thanks so much for sharing. And, and, you know, I'm so sorry that you're, that you're going through it again. I totally agree. Just having had my own journey with hormones and fertility that um, the more you go through, the more it fuels your fire to, you know, participate in the community and really address what's missing and, and how to help others. Uh, mm-hmm. because without the gift of the challenge still being in your life, like, you know, you're, you're not like almost as in it as, as you, as you would be otherwise. Right. So, so we are so grateful, um, not that you are going through this yourself, but that you are, you know, trying to use this journey as a, as a way to help others and really, um, build in an area that needs more attention. So when you say there's a lot of misinformation out there, like, Talk to us about that. Like when you, when you looked at the resources out there and you were like, oh, I can do this better. Or I can do this different. Or I know that what I want to provide, like, what were you seeing that you were like, "Ugh, this is not what I want to be seeing. Yeah. So, I mean, I think first and foremost, like we always say, rescripted sex ed is broken. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're taught if you have sex at any time of the month, you will get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And we're taught like pregnancy prevention versus mm-hmm. actually being educated about our bodies and our mm-hmm. cycles and how ovulation works and mm-hmm. um, it's sort of reactive versus proactive. Like you shouldn't have to have, you know, seven and a half years of debilitating pelvic pain to be diagnosed with endometriosis, mm-hmm. or you shouldn't have to, you know, be having sex with like, without even knowing that if you're not ovulating, you actually can't get pregnant. <laughs> so there's just so much um, that we don't know off the bat. And then when we are in the thick of it, it's, you know, Dr. Google and at Rescripted, our content is very patient focused. So it's like, when you read our articles, it's like, you're talking to a friend and we, it's not just what is endometriosis. It's like endometriosis can be debilitating and all consuming and we get it and like, here are some resources. So, um, we really felt like that was missing, um, as well as the personal story angle. Like when I was going through it at 27, none of my friends were trying to conceive, let alone, you know, going through IVF. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being able to read those like first person personal stories on a publishing platform, um, you know, is invaluable when you feel like you're alone and in the world at at that moment. 
Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I think, um, I think having this kind of community information is incredibly empowering and, and even, even it being a digital community rather than in person, it's still something that helps you connect with other people on what could be a very, very lonely time in, in one's life. So, and I totally agree with you about, about the education being broken. We, we don't learn about our bodies. Uh, I have a book coming out in March and, you know, like my intro is sort of dedicated to like, where, where was the education, right? Um, it's all mm-hmm. about preventing pregnancy. And I've had women that were like, oh, I took the plan B. And I'm like, when did you have sex? And it was like nowhere near their fertile window. And I was like, probably didn't need to do that. And we really need to be talking about this more in school. Like it need, like the whole system needs to be kind of addressed. Who knows when that will happen? So it's nice yeah. that in the meantime, um, you are creating a resource that people can access um, from wherever they are. So what are some of the features of Rescripted that, that are so helpful for people? Yeah, so we like to say that we exist at the intersection of content, community, and commerce. So we have, um, you know, first and foremost, a really robust content library. So you can visit our site, rescripted.com, and search by topic. So, you know, everything from general infertility to surrogacy to donor conception to male infertility. Um, you can find articles specific to that, both personal stories and, you know, informational. And we use a ton of expert sources. Um, We work with fertility clinics. We work with, you know, genetic testing companies, pharmaceutical companies um, to help provide the best information that we can, that we can source. Um, So that's the content. And the community, we have an entire homegrown social network um, on our site. So over 10,000 members and growing, um, you know, because we found that not everyone wants to talk about fertility or infertility with their friends and family. And that's fine, but like you should still need a community, you still need support. And so, you know, this is a platform off of traditional social media where you can find others that are going through similar experiences. And we also have medication management tools. So you can log your appointments, you can log your meds, you can watch medication management videos, um, how to do a progesterone and oil shot. Um, And then lastly, we have a marketplace. So that's the commerce piece. We have a, you know, completely curated by us, uh, fertility marketplace of products versus, you know, Googling prenatal vitamins on Amazon and getting 975 different results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we do, we support a lot of, you know, um, women owned brands and, and so many of them actually have their own fertility journeys that are behind the company. Um, and that was their why to, to founding their, their brand and business. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of the gist of, of what we offer on our site. So it seems like it's a lot, like you offer like tools to organize your fertility journey, informational videos, um, blogs. It, would you say that it's mostly Western medicine focus, like get savvy on what, um, you know, what your fertility journey is going to be like, what medications you can use, yada, yada, yada. Um, I would say it's not. I mean, it's definitely, we definitely work with a lot of fertility clinics and um, medical professionals to help us create our content, but we're not, you know, opposed to, I mean, I, I love 
you know, Chinese medicine and acupuncture. And we have a couple of articles on our site dedicated to that and how it can help fertility. So um, definitely not, you know, opposed to that in any way. Um, but yeah, and like, like there's some articles about like how to cope with the two week wait and like how to practice self-care on your journey and stuff like that. So it's not, it's not super medical either. We will get right back to today's episode in just a moment. But since you're listening to this podcast, I gather you may also be interested in exploring holistic methods to better your fertility journey. In addition to running this podcast, I am also the founder of the Naturna Institute, a holistic wellness institute in New York City that uses naturopathic and traditional Eastern approaches to achieve optimal reproductive wellness. We offer a very comprehensive approach to natural care, often working alongside your Western medical practitioner to enhance results. And even if you live outside of New York City, we offer a variety of virtual services to better guide you in a tailored plan to help you towards your fertility goals. Be sure to check us out through our website, naturnalife.com, and follow us on Instagram at naturna underscore life. Okay, now back to the show. It also looks like you have um, like recommendations for brands that, you know, like home and cleaning products that are non-toxic. Is that correct? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we realize that like people are, you know, constantly, constantly looking for ways to kind of clean up their, their environment. We actually have an article coming out today about like three ways to detox your home if you're trying to conceive. So the step one is remove all synthetic fragrance and, you know, that's like an easy thing. You know, people think candles are, you know, smell delicious and they, you know, warm up your home, but like you could be breathing in endocrine disrupting chemicals. And they're just like making people aware. Um, I, I'm definitely not one to, you know, say you need to throw out all of your belongings and like, this is going to help you get pregnant. Like that's absolutely not what we're saying. Um, but you know, there are like little things you can do to help you feel more in control on a journey that like makes you feel very out of control. <laughs> well, I mean, um, it actually might help get pregnant. You never know. Like there is research yeah. to show that if you reduce toxic load on your body, that it can actually speed the path of pregnancy. And there's enough research to show yeah. that certain toxins so- showing up in your, in your lifestyle or system have been seen to actually damage ovarian reserve or cause premature ovarian failure. It can make it harder to get pregnant with PCOS. It actually like, like they're not researched like the pharmaceuticals are because the pharmaceuticals are going to have um, like a lot more incentive to fund research studies, but, but there is, you know, enough research in the realm of toxins to let us know that they're not helping anything. Right. So, so it's nice that you have some, yeah, it's nice that you have some direction. I think, um, you know, this is the nice thing about having a lot of information in one place, like with Rescripted is that you know, you can kind of go and get ideas of action that you can be taking. And I agree, it gives you like a sense of control on on, on a journey that you feel um, like very out of control. Um, but, you know, we might hear from our doctors that these things, like they don't know how much they matter. And maybe it's true, we don't know how much they matter, but we know enough from the research that they matter a little bit. Um, and sometimes yeah. it's a combination of a few little things that is totally messing up your conception effort. Because, you know, you're going through it right now and there are uh, so many going through it that they don't know why they're not getting pregnant. Their doctors don't know why they're not getting pregnant. And so why not target all these little things that you haven't thought about yet? Well, 
Well, I always say that like there's such a disconnect between, um, you know, medical doctors and then like the nutrition world and, you know, the Eastern medicine world and like, why not recommend, like when I went to my first fertility doctor and I said, is there anything I can be doing like diet exercise wise Mm -hmm. to help with my PCOS? And they were Mm -hmm. like, Nope. You just need some Clomid. You you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You'll be pregnant in no time. Yeah. And to me, it's like, wait, how can, I mean, I generally eat healthy and exercise anyway, but like, how can you tell me that like that couldn't at least make a tiny bit of a difference? (laughs) So that information needs to be, I think people don't even know where to look for that information. And so we like to think that like, we bring it all together. It's like, like nutrition and, and medical and, you know, medicine meat. It, it hurts me that people don't know their options also. Um, especially since like, I'm so happy to have found the field that I found. I found it 20 years ago. Um, so I've been in this for a long time, but, um, I see so many people advise just like you were that their only option is to jump to the pharmaceuticals, to the IVF. And it really bothers me that we are not given the full picture of options when we, you know, start the fertility journey and and start exploring this, like for PCOS, for example, um, having had it myself and seeing a lot of, of patients with it, I actually do believe PCOS is, is, um, more effectively treated with lifestyle. Um, so learning how to eat, um, is super important. I also believe that it is completely, um, doable to, or possible to regulate your cycle and ovulate naturally. Whereas the doctor is like, you're not going to do it without, you know, Folistim or Clomid. Um, I have women come to see me for a few months and they're getting their, like their cycle and they can try naturally, for example. So, um, and, and I even have women that don't come for acupuncture that I see virtually that I counsel in nutrition. And then after a few months, they're getting their cycle again. So Mm -hmm. I I do believe that there really needs to be a bit more of a forum to understand options. And I think that, um, you know, in my field, it's harder because you'll get people saying, well, is there enough science? Is there, you know, is there enough to back it? And if you actually look, you'll see that there are articles there's not going to be as many as you'll see on IVF and other things. Um, but it's coming and it's, and it's worth a mention, particularly when you look at IVF success rates, uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're not amazing. Um, and so like, if we could be doing every possible thing, you know, or mm-hmm. like even a few things on the side, it would be helpful. I haven't really opened up about this on my platform yet, but I, and I, I was talking to you a little bit about this before we started recording, but I, um, got my period for the first time ever, Mm -hmm. um, on my own and recently after my DNC and my blood work, my PCOS blood work all came back normal. Like, and it's my, my OBGYN is basically like, you're not showing any signs of PCOS right now. Mm -hmm. And so as someone who spent the better part of five years, like going through IVF and has, I have two IVF babies and I just, you know, came off a pretty traumatic year long journey, um, trying for another, it's like, Whoa, this is all new to me. (laughs) But the fact that like, this is the first time I've ever given my body a chance off meds or birth control. And the first time, like I'm even trying on my own is pretty crazy to me considering how long I've been like at this. You, okay. So first of all, I'm so excited for you that you got your period (laughs) and that you might have like some revival of some hope in in your natural body's ability to do this. But, 
you know, there, there's a lot of things that people don't know about, like uh, saw palmetto and other certain herbs to like lower testosterone, um, Chinese medicine formulas, um, like one called bajin tong or one jing tong that like will restore your ovulation and, and regulate your hormones. Like there are options for your natural body to do it. Um, myo inositol has been shown in numerous I, studies I've to help a lot that religiously for five years. <laughs> right. So, but like that in combination with other things, cause so myo inositol is sort of the, um, like vitamin version of metformin and metformin on its own works for some people with PCOS doesn't work for others. Myo inositol works for some people on its own, not with others. It kind of has to be like part of a bigger picture of like, what are you doing with your diet and how are your stress levels? And um, what else are you doing to sort of give your ovaries that nourishment to kind of function? But, but, you know, mm -hmm. I, I see a ton of, of people go through IVF, have a really hard time, um, only to then conceive naturally, or maybe they conceive their first kids through IVF and then they can, they conceive next naturally. And maybe all of them will come from IVF or all will come naturally. Right. But, um, uh, for me, I just, you know, I, I love people to, to, you know, like take power where they can take power back where they can. And in, in a, in a healthy balanced way, not in a, not in like a, I'm going to put so much pressure on myself to be perfect and eat perfect and, you know, detox my life perfectly and all this stuff. But, but more just like, okay, I have an opportunity now to transform my life, become healthier and potentially get myself closer to um, conception. And I'm very interested in this microbiome, like vaginal microbiome test. What is that? Microbiome, we hear it more often like with our guts, right? But like, apparently the vagina has its own microbiome. And, you know, if you have elevated markers on the test, like, it's, it's for people who have like chronic yeast infections and chronic UTIs and stuff like that. Like you can get tested for that and see if it, like your microbiome might be off, but we actually have my co-founder Abby has a podcast called the future of fertility, where she interviews other fertility founders. And she has a whole episode um, with Priyanka, who's the founder of the Abby, uh, vaginal microbiome test. So that, um, so that episode is up on wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and then on my end, I, I do a podcast called Dear Infertility, where I, um, every season I have like a different fertility expert as my co-host. And this past season I had an OBGYN and we did a whole episode on vaginal health and the fact, like the stuff that I learned, I'm like, I feel like I, I've been doing this for so long, but like, I keep learning things about my body that I should have known years ago. And, you know, just all goes towards like educating people on their options and um the more you know the more you can advocate for yourself then like you don't have to suffer at home you know for months without like even knowing what to talk to your doctor about yeah or similarly like you don't have to take um dosages of medication one after the other like um you know if you if you have um, recurrent yeast infections or bv um you know sometimes the treatment the course of treatment is like a monostat or antifungal or antibiotic. And then there are things that you could be doing with um, diet lifestyle or naturally that can be helping with it. But the microbiome, um, the vaginal microbiome test is interesting also because it sounds like it's something you could do at home. Mm -hmm. And this is um, the notion of endometritis nowadays is something that is yeah. like, you know, sort of becoming more popular as a reason why maybe there's failed implantation of unknown cause and, and that can be a bacterial or fungal issue. So, you know, 
without doing the biopsy, you won't really know, but maybe, you know, this microbiome, vaginal microbiome test could, could hint towards something. So is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners um, with to think about or just let them know where to find you and your product? Um, yeah, um, I should note that our community is completely free. Everything on our site, um, with the exception of fertility meds, obviously, um, is completely free for, for our community members. So, um, head to rescripted.com. You can join our community. Um, no cost. We have virtual support groups. Um, we have content, we have medication management resources. We have our marketplace, um, where you can purchase products, but all of our support tools are completely free. So, um, you don't have to do this alone. Um, you know, and we're always here. Feel free to reach out. Um, our Instagram is at fertility.rescripted. So cool. Love it. Thank you for everything that you are doing, Kristen. Um, you and your partner, uh, we're so, we're so lucky to have you in this community. And it's really amazing that these resources are free. Everybody knows they do not need another expense on this, on this journey also. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Christina. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community, and I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.